Recorded live on DementiaRadio.org, it's the Funny Music Podcast. Brought to you by TheFunk.com, where you can download new free comedy songs twice a week. Now, here's your hosts, Devo Spice and the great Luke Ski. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fumpcast. Uh, this is Devo Spice. The great Luke Ski is off at an improv class this evening. If you heard last week's show, he started taking improv classes with Santana, and one of them is tonight. So he will not be joining us. And we're actually recording this early. It is Wednesday, September 20th, uh, because I have my uh, acting class tomorrow night. And uh, like one or two weeks coming up is going to happen on Thursday as well. So we're going to miss another one. But. Welcome to episode 692 of the Funny Music Podcast for Thursday, September 21st, 2023. The title of this week's episode is Miniature Turkey, which I will put in the chat for you good folks to try to work into our conversations. We are here this week with Steve Goody. Welcome back, Steve. Hi, Devo. Hi. And the Bell Isle Rats, Mike Renniker and Tom Saloco. Welcome, guys. Hey, good to be here as always. So, uh, it is, as I said, yeah. Episode 692. Yeah. I did that already. Yeah. I'm tired. It's, it's fun fest is in two weeks. My brain is fried. So, um, let's do the ketchup thing. Let's get caught up with what Devo and Luke have been up to since last week. Or else, Devo, if Luke failed and didn't show up. Hey, what? Oh, he's right. I can't blame Luke for uh, bailing this week because, you know, we're doing it on an off night. Um, But yes, Luke was not here this week. So what have I been up to? Well, on Saturday, we filmed my second short film. Um, which, uh, it's called talk to the hand. It's a parody of talk to me, the, the movie, the horror movie, talk to me. And, uh, we actually got it all done and filming went totally smooth. Um, everything went great. Um, props worked out the, you know, we, I bought some new lights and new microphones. I think everything worked out. Um, now I need to edit it, and I'm going to try to have it edited in time to premiere at Fumpfest. No promises that that's going to happen because, again, two weeks, but uh, we'll see. Um, and then on Sunday, I did some additional filming with my teacher. He, he does a teen class, and they're doing a web series called Acting Class Sucks, where I play the teacher. So I got to go in and, and bitch and moan about how the uh, the students don't really want to be there and they're playing on their phones the whole time and stuff. It's fun. Um, yeah, I have, a, I have a question yeah. about your film. Are you What scale are you doing this? Are you like hiring cinematographers and lighting guys? You're kind of doing this on your own? Or Not yet. What I'm, I'm starting very, very small and, and gradually going to work my way up. Um, this one, you know, it's a no-budget production. I bought a couple of props for the movie. I, I, um, I had to rent the space. So I probably spent three to $400 total, um, on, on this thing. Uh, I didn't pay any of the actors. I did buy f- some food, which I then left home and didn't bring with me to the shoot, <laughs> but, uh, it's the thought nice. that counts, right? Um, so yeah, I, I didn't hire a cinematographer for this film and I probably won't for the next one, which is a mockumentary. But the one after that, I'll pro- I'm probably going to start hiring a cinematographer just because, like, my eyesight sucks and that little screen on the, the camera, I have trouble, like, telling when it's in focus. And, like, I know the cinematographer from my acting class. He was the one who shot the, the teen classes. I was like, I'll just hire him. And he's got much better equipment than I have. He knows how to use it. And, you know, so I'll just pay him to show up and film it and be done with it. And uh, the other thing I want to hire other people to do eventually when I have money is editing because I'm okay at editing, but I'm not great at it. And especially like special effects and stuff. Um, this film is only going to have one effect shot and it's just a green screen. And so I should be able to do that. Um, but like going forward, it's like, I'll, I'll do a rough cut of the film and then hand it off to a proper editor to clean up and add the effects and the color correction and all of that stuff that I just can't be bothered to do. But for now, yeah, I'm doing everything myself. 
It's cool. It's very, it's fun, isn't it? It's fun, but man, it's all got to come together. The writing, the acting, the camera shot, everything makes a difference. You yeah. Know? So it's, and it's weird. Yeah. I'm, I'm so not used to like working with people who want to work with me on these projects. <laughs> like I, I'm so used to just people blowing me off and like, yeah, sure. Devo, that'll be fun. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. And like not showing up or doing a half-assed yeah. job or whatever. But the, these were all people who I've met over the past year in my acting class. So like I'm friends with all of them and they were all like gung ho excited about the script. They all thought it was great. And they were all excited about the film and we showed up and you know, there were no egos involved. Everyone had a great time and we did the shot and everything was great. So I mean, I could not have asked for a better shoot on Saturday. It was, it was, I mean, other than remembering to bring the food with me, but other than that, it was great. That's great. And it's good knowing when to hand it off to a pro. Yeah. Let, yeah. let them do their thing. Now, are you going to watch what he does so you can learn and maybe do it yourself in the future? Or are you just going to keep farming it out? I, I think I'm, once I start farming it out, I'm probably going to keep farming it out, assuming I can afford to. Because, again, I'm financing this myself at, at the moment. But, like, he has far better equipment than I have. So I'd rather, rather, cause if I did it myself, I'd have to buy better equipment and I don't want to uh, buy better equipment. <laughs> I, I want to hire somebody who has the better equipment and let him do it. You know? So good yeah. answer. It's all about the cameras and the lenses. You know, those guys have the pro cameras and the right. pro lenses it makes, makes a huge difference. Right. I mean, you can do a lot with an iPhone, but it still doesn't get that full-on cinematic look that you get with good cameras and good lenses you know yeah well i have a i have a uh, dslr panasonic something something with you know decent lens on it um right. so it wasn't shot on an iphone but it so it it you know will look it does look nice it's I've, i i shot my first short on that one um and it looks it looks nice but again you know, that, you that, know. that 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 shows you my level of proficiency the fact that i would assume you were using an iphone because <laughs> i was one <laughs> So there, I'm busted on that. No, I'm it's curious. Cool. I'm just sorry. I'm, I'm curious. Am I the only one who's driven nuts? But when I see movies on people's televisions now, a lot of times it's got that super high res, and I think it has something to do with frame rate, where it doesn't look like a movie anymore. It just looks like high res video. And yes. for some reason, it just, for me, it instantly takes away the movie reality. Ironic, because yeah. it looks more accurate and real than a film but it, yeah. it looks like i'm looking at a stage play yep they're moving like towards high, not only high like the hdr is the big thing right now and high def you know they're you know 4k and then there's they're working on 8k now trying to make that a thing but the high frame rate is the next thing and i remember right. when i think it was the hobbit came out it was originally released at either 60 frames per second or 120 frames per second. And nobody liked it because it was like too real. And you could see like all the details in the props that made them look fake. Um, whereas most, you know, standard cinema is 24 frames per second, which is great until you have to do a panning shot because then it's like, then you can see the frames. But it's like to my eye, it, it instantly removes that movie yeah. feel and it looks like you're just looking at people sitting there practicing their lines. Yeah. Basically it, does, it <laughs> doesn't look like where they are. Like if you see star Wars that way, it's like, Oh, it's just people on a set doing things. Hmm. I don't know. How, and I, a lot of people seem to not mind it. Yeah. That, that's because we're old and we're used to the old 24 frames per second thing. The, yeah my kids are going to be used to 60, 120 frames per second on their phone. And they're going to start to expect that when they see, when they watch movies and stuff, everything's going to standardize on 120 from what I've been told, because Ugh. that's the reason reason it being is because, um, 120 is divisible by all the other frame rates. So 120 oh. is divisible by 60, 30 and 24. So you can get, you know, you can easily make all the other frame rates out of the 120 once you have all that data. Well, I better so. get working on my old man frame rate range. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, damn kids, you and your fast frame rates. You don't when I was a boy, we had 24 frames a second and we liked it. And an 8-track <laughs> in the Corolla. 
Uh, and the only other thing I wanted to mention is uh, Friday is my anniversary. Yay! So anniversary. Cool. Twenty-two years on Friday. Wow. So, Are you still wrong about most things? I am. In fact, just, just I'm check. more wrong now than I have been ever before. So See, you're wrong about that. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> just checking. All right. So rats, what have you guys been up to? Tom? Oh, I just got back from a very, very long bike tour last night. Biked out from the Detroit area to Muskegon, took a ferry across to Milwaukee, down to Chicago, and then did a four-day trip back. Holy crap. How long, how, how long was that? Eh, it's about, I want to say, 280, 300 miles maybe total. Wow. Uh, it's about 200 miles to get to that where the ferry is. But coming back from Chicago, I stayed on dry land the whole time. And it's a, yeah, about 280, 300 maybe. Wow. Did you ride your bike around the deck on the ferry so that you could keep momentum going? Or? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that because that was a very, very important ask. Yes. <laughs> uh, Mike, uh, any bike rides in your future? N- me no no i i don't even i don't even own a bike i used to tease him when we were younger why are you doing all this bike just get in a car you can go the same distance but no next nothing nothing really new here since last time just uh you know same old stuff uh my 92 year old mother-in-law still living with us and that's you know that's kind of been an issue here and there but overall but other than that my, my daughter's doing really well she's in a new theater production doing well in school dancing a lot taking like three or four dance classes a week nice so uh, you know, overall, I, I got nothing dramatic to report since the last time we were here. Um, I wish <laughs> no I drama is good drama. <laughs> yeah. So no, no, no more. The standard difficulties of life, notwithstanding, uh, you know, I got no complaints. So cool. Just haven't really had time to work on music much lately, unfortunately. But. Oh yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, I, I know all about that. <laughs> you think, oh yeah, I'm gonna go tonight. Tonight I'm gonna work on some stuff, and then something else comes up. You gotta do this, but you know. Standard stuff yep. when you're married and you have kids, as you well know. Totally, or or you know, married and kids and and planning a music convention. You know uh, how, how it goes. How how much time does that take? That's got to be an arduous <sighs> undertaking. All the logistics involved in that. I mean, th- this year has been easier because I didn't have to deal with the hotel. Um, but it's just like, and like a, a lot of the big stuff we finished up months ago, which is like all booking the acts and the schedule and stuff. Um, so like all now it's just uh, there's just a pile of like little things I got to do um, yeah. and hopefully get them all done in time for by the time I leave two weeks from today, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I still wish Weird, Weird Al would show up at one of those things, you know, I would love I that, know, but, uh, you know. He, he's got to be aware of you guys, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he knows about yeah. us. Oh, the place would melt down. Yeah, oh, man. It, it would. I've experienced that because Al showed up unexpectedly at the first Alcon convention in 1998 that I was at. Wow. And there's um, there's footage of that on, on YouTube if you look it up because um, his, his drummer, Bermuda, was scheduled to perform and he, Bermuda was up there giving a speech and at the end of Bermuda's speech, he was showing a video and the video was of Al addressing Alcon saying, you know, I'm flattered. You guys are having this convention. You know, I just wish I could be there, but I'm so busy, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, Oh, who am I kidding? I'm not that busy. And he gets up and runs off screen and then jumps out from behind stage in front of 200 stunned (laughs) fans. And Luke's ex-wife, Stephanie, who he met at that event was running the lights and she's standing at the lights going, why is there somebody on stage? Who's on stage? Nobody's supposed to be on stage. Why can't I see them? Oh, the lights, right. And then she turned on the light and it was Al. And she's like, oh. <laughs> it wouldn't have been louder if it was Steve Perry joining Journey on stage. Right, yeah. But yeah, look up that video on, on YouTube. It's a lot of fun. Cool. So, Steve, what have you been up to? Oh, I was just in Scotland riding a bicycle every day. <laughs> It yeah. was. Yeah, how was Edinburgh? It was great. You know, last year when Brad and I, my uh, comedy buddy, 
Last year, we went over there with the with the express intention of losing lots of money and having lots of fun, and we did. Mm-hmm. And this year, the goal was to break even and have lots of fun. So we almost did. Almost did. Okay. Really close. Spent a whole month and almost didn't lose anything. All right. All right. Well, that's that's that progress. Fun. That's progress. I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, Steve, did, did you go to that festival they had in Edinburgh? What's that, that art festival they have yeah. there? The Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Yes. Yeah, the Fringe Festival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that must have been pretty cool. It was crazy cool. Yeah, last year we did one show, our Halloween show. This year we did three shows. So every day we're doing three shows. And plus I was teching for two other shows that I had hired myself out to tr- in, the, in the interest of breaking even. Cool. And so I All was right. just running nonstop. Oh, so you actually, per- you actually performed at it? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool, man. That's great. Cool. You can. Cool. You know how? Write him a check. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's really all it takes. You got to get your check in before everybody else gets their check in. But yeah, you can. Uh, one of my one of my piano one of my piano tuning customers two weeks ago said, "Oh yeah, I just got back from Scotland and I went to this." Uh, and she told me all about it. The French. I'd never heard of it before. Man, it just sounds so cool. It is. And it's only been going on seventy five years, so that may be why really? you haven't heard of it. Yeah, yeah. probably. Well, I'm sure that's why. Yeah, a little late to the party on that one. Gotta know. Did you go to any distilleries? The whole town is a distillery. You don't need to go anywhere. It was great. Plus, you can get pizza with haggis on it. Oh. 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 That's if no. you do something wrong. <laughs> yeah. No. That's, you showed up in Edinburgh. That's what you did wrong. Uh, did, did you First try prize is a is haggis. Second prize is two of them. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I got to say, this. A, a guy from my church actually went to Scotland about a month ago, and he said haggis was pretty good. Well, from what I understand, it's like sausage. It's not any more gross than what we put in sausage and don't think about. It's just, you know, a different animal and different percentage from this organ or that organ. But the whole thing is a nightmare if you think about it too hard. (laughs) It's best not to. I did my hot dog song quite a bit, and I would say to the folks, if you want to, just insert the word haggis where I say hot dog, and everybody was fine with it. And then somebody yelled out, we eat hot dogs too! Like, okay, (laughs) great. So you're gross twice as much as we are. Now, if there was ballparks, so you'd get a, like a haggis hot dog from the vendor guy. You know, you could, you could do that. <laughs> if you do a haggis hot dog, you also get the alliteration award. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So, so was- St- Steve, you posted a song. I did. Yeah, I heard kind of late to the party. I don't know why that the Funk is putting together a Tom Lehrer tribute album. So, oh, that'll be easy. I've been doing the elements on the accordion for a year now. No problem. And it turns out somebody else is already doing the elements. Okay, then I thought, all right, no problem. I did a parody of um, the Vatican rag a few years ago. I'll just use that and put the right lyrics in. And then, nope, somebody else is doing that. Who's doing that? All right, Luke. (laughs) So I had to come up with a new one. So it was fun to do the hunting song, which I always have enjoyed. And to do it, you know, all these other songs, I've always tried to imitate Tom's piano skills, either on the piano or on an accordion, and this time, no piano. It was just guitars, which I know how to play, and kazoos, which I also know how to play. All right, so here is The Hunting Song by Steve Goody. I always will remember, t'was a year ago November, I went out to hunt some deer on a morning bright and clear. I went and shot the maximum the game laws would allow. Two game wardens, seven hunters, and a cow. I was in no mood to trifle. I took down my trusty rifle and went out to stalk my prey. What a haul I made that day. I tied them to my fender and I drove them home somehow. Two game wardens, seven hunters, and a cow. The law was very firm. It took away my permit. The worst punishment I ever endured. Turns out there was a reason Cows were out of season And one of the hunters wasn't insured People ask me how I do it And I say there's nothing to it You just stand there looking cute And when something moves, you shoot And there's ten stuffed heads In my trophy room right now Two game wardens, seven hunters And a purebred Guernsey cow Ta-da. Nice. The the kazoos yeah. really add a lot to it. <laughs> I was so looking forward to doing kazoos, and then I put down the guitars with much effort because some of those guitar licks are faster than I can actually play. And I thought, I don't want to put kazoos in because it's going to cover up my brilliant guitar work. And I said, <laughs> nah, put the kazoos in. So I did. No, nah, you got to have the kazoos. The kazoos are yeah. great. And I think if you're talking about hunting there, we all know the most dangerous quarry when you're hunting 
our miniature turkeys. Miniature turkeys. You got it in the first. <laughs> it's because they're miniature. Yep. Hard to hit. <laughs> they can go so, out some damage. Yes, they can. <laughs> so I know I understand this was your third choice, but why this song? Or maybe this was your seventh choice. I don't know. Uh, well, on the list of songs that were still available, which was a rather limited list. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, sorry. <laughs> They're all great. Uh, I don't know. This one just spoke to me. It's it's fun. And, uh, you know, I live in Tennessee where you can have a gun anywhere for no reason. Loaded, open carry, whatever you want. There's no regulation at all. So, hey. <laughs> yeah. So you should just drive around with a cow, like, attached to the front of your car. And people are like, yeah, Hunter. I just try to stay home. <laughs> it's probably for That's why best. I do so many house concerts. It's much more likely to get shot in someone's house than in a club or in your car somewhere. <laughs> sure. Which reminds me, hey, uh, right after Fump Fest on, I think it's Monday the 9th of October, I'm doing a house concert in Rochester, home Ooh, of... Shoebox. Uh, shoebox and uh, Captain What's-His-Face, Mark. I can never remember what his actual... He calls himself. <laughs> Incubus, that guy. So if oh, anybody's in the pro- Rochester area, let's do this. Wait, Captain Incubus? Wait, who? Yeah. Professor Incubus, Incubus? Professor Incubus. That's what I'm trying to say. Professor Incubus. Okay. This is Rochester area. I was, I was thinking Captain Ambivalent, but he's not from Rochester. Nobody's really sure where he's from. Yeah. I think he's from Chicago because he was at Fun Fest in 2021. Okay. So, but anyway, anyway. Um, but yeah, and... Shoebox will be at Fumfest too this year, and yep. he should well, be home by. Mo- we all have to go home real fast. Yeah, he should be home by Monday night. So he will think he would. <laughs> I will be home by Monday night. That's for sure. Yes, but you live nowhere near Rochester. That's true. Well, it's not that far. I could I could come up, but I, I have no. See, this is my reverse psychology. I don't think you really should. Yeah, yeah. You no. should just go home. I absolutely should not. I should come home and sleep for about a week. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I've I've always dug the hunting song. Um, I, I've always thought it was highly amusing. Um, not a big, not a hunter myself. I'm you know animal lover, but uh, I always thought it was funny. Hey, what's what's the closest thing he ever had to a hit, Tom Lehrer? Was there anything like really like kind of made it out into the culture? Probably that- Silent E and the other Electric Company. Stuff. Yeah, those were on the Electric Company. Um, Trying to think of what else. Because I'm really late to the party. I'm Tom Lear. I think I mentioned that last time. But yeah, man, I spent a bunch of I just spent a night listening to his stuff. And man, yeah, it's great. Isn't it? The level of <laughs> lyrical musical genius there, and just you know, <laughs> not one soft rhyme ever. Every rhyme, yeah, rhyme. Yep, yep. yep. Well, except when he intentionally says rhyme. <laughs> right, he's making. Hello, <laughs> try to pay attention, Tom. I know. <laughs> He's very mathematical in his uh, in his writing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know that he ever had a, a song that got on the radio other than Goofy Radio, but yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, um, on the Doctor Demento show, I know like "So Long, Mom," the Masochism Tango, "Christmas Carol." Um, those are kind of the big ones. I believe he was something of a TV hit. In oh, the and 50s. and the elements, obviously. He was, he was really climbing in in uh, as a television personality with musical funniness, and then he just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, I think he he got burned out and discovered that no matter how much you satirize a social ill, you're not helping it. <laughs> so might as well just put my energy into teaching mathematics, which might help. Yeah, I think that was his thinking. Yeah, so he just kind of you know backed away from uh, from music and performing altogether. When did that happen? Like that was that in the sixties, late sixties. Late sixties. I, I read a book about him, and it's a long time ago. I wish I'd, I should have brushed up for this, but um, I believe the author was saying Tom just did not realize how much easier this came to him than to everybody else. Oh. Just the piano skills and the cleverness with the lyrics and the ability to perform it and memorize all this stuff was just so easy for him that he didn't really maybe value it as much as a normal person might. Mm. Makes sense. It just falls right out of him. So somehow Tom found out about our little compilation album. Yeah. How could that be? Needle juice records. Maybe. Um, I, (laughs) but, uh, so Tom reached out to Jeff Morris, who's going to be at Fumfest and was like, Hey, can you pick up a copy for me while you're at Fumfest? So, so Tom will hear all of these songs. That's great. 
Where does Tom live now? I don't know. I last I ooh was he was he, he still in Massachusetts or in California? Tough. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't tried stalking him recently. I mean, maybe we should just ask Jeff. <laughs> we can ask Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff knows everything. Jeff knows everything and everyone, and so does Kendra. Kendra knows everybody. That is true. But Jeff can remember their addresses. Kendra emailed me like a month or two ago. It was like, hey, I'm I'm meeting up with so-and-so. He's a friend of mine. He's interested in coming out to FumpFest. And I'm like, how do you know everybody? <laughs> she does know everybody. I don't understand it. I just... Anyway. Um... All right. Anything else you want to say about Edinburgh? Was there anything? How did how did the performances go themselves? Um, we had a lot of fun at all of them. the 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 Halloween show is one that Brad and I do together, and we set that up to do it at uh, ten fifteen in the morning, which made sense for it's a kids show, mm-hmm. you know, really for kids. Except that we forgot that the last week of the festival, all the kids are back in school, mm. so the last week sucked. But the first two weeks were a lot of fun. <laughs> we only had a little theater. It only sat about 50 people. and But we, we did okay filling it up for the most part the first two weeks. Uh, and then after that was my uh, Al, the weird tribute, and how Daniel Radcliffe got mixed up in this nonsense, which is my tribute to Al and Daniel Radcliffe, who played Al in the biopic, as you all know all of this. Yep. And that did uh, pretty good business at first, and I got a very good review in uh, something called Broadway baby, and I will be. I can share that review because I'm so excited about it. It's like the most glowing review I've ever gotten for anything. And it's hard to get someone to come do a review when there's 4,000 shows in town and you're playing one of the free fringe little basement-ish theaters. But this lady happened to be uh, sitting at the, in this. This theater is what like a little room in what is a hostel and a bar and a restaurant right in the middle of Old Town, uh, Edinburgh. And she happened to be there writing. She's a freelance writer. She's a novelist. She's a reviewer. She's a she's a journalist. And she just happened to be sitting around with her computer every day. And so I just happened to be talking to her. And it turns out she does reviews. Oh, wow. You want to come review our show? It's on the other side of this wall. It's right there <laughs> every day at 11.15. And so she actually did come and, and then wrote a really nice review, which is helping me get in the States some a little action. Um, there's three clubs slash theaters here in Nashville, all of which I've approached. And they've all been pretty positive. We might actually get this show on stage here on a fairly regular basis. And nice. I have to... Why 6,000 miles to do it? That'd be great. <laughs> Actually make some money. That would be cool. Ooh. That's awesome. Okay. So that was the first two shows. And then the third show we did, you know, we put a ton of effort into the Halloween show. I put three tons of effort into the Weird Al Daniel show. And then we needed one more for, for Brad to be the star of it. And Brad has kind of a high voice, kind of sings like Sting. So we had an idea of doing something called Sting Along with Brad. It's karaoke night at Sting's house, and he's drunk, and he won't let anybody else have the microphone. So Brad just had to pick out some songs he liked. I had to learn them on the guitar. We put a total of 20 minutes into that, and it was a ton of fun. We did that every night at 10.30 after everything else was done. It was a really great way to end a a very frantic fringe day every single day, to just goof off with people who wanted to sing karaoke-ish. And a lot of these people were young people who had never heard these songs on purpose, but somehow Sting songs are in everybody's head everywhere yeah. you just start playing one and everybody starts singing it's the craziest thing so that was a lot of fun and we only lost a little bit of money on that one did you like plan out the songs or did you did you like improvise stuff we planned for- we had to plan out songs because otherwise it would just be a big mess brad yeah. and i had to know we had to both know what we were doing but then we would go off on weird tangents when we thought about it or if other people were screwing it up we'd go along with what they were doing and it, it was quite improv a lot of the time nice so are you thinking about going back to Edinburgh next year? Oh, yes. Heavens, yes. I don't know if I can talk Brad into doing it again. <laughs> he's a working comedian. When he works a month on boats, right now he's in Alaska and he does the Caribbean and he does Europe a lot. Um, he makes a ton of money and he just you know passes all that. It's not that it costs him particularly a lot to, to spend to be in Edinburgh. It's what he's not earning that he could be earning that right. just kills him. Yeah. So I don't know if I can talk him into it again. <laughs> Which... You know, either way is fine. I will probably go back and do the Al show again, whether he wants to do it or not. I, I don't think I'll miss the Halloween show that much because we've done that a lot and we're about to do it again uh, with Halloween coming up. But I would I would really like to do the Al show some more because it's really getting it on its feet. It's, it's really coming up. I will be doing it at FumpFest so you can you can decide for yourself whether I've been wasting my time. But I really think it has made some progress. Awesome. Who knows? That's the answer. Who knows? So anything you would like to plug? Yes, go to FumpFest and then go to Shoebox's house. And then it's not at Shoebox's house, but down the street from Shoebox on October 9th, I'll be doing a show in Rochester. 
and then I'm doing another one in Ithaca. No, I'm sorry. First, Liverpool, New York on the 10th of October, uh, Ithaca on the 11th, and two shows in the Baltimore area on the 12th and 13th, and I'll put all that on my website just as soon as I can. SteveGoody.com. All righty. Hooray. Well, let's do some news. Greetings, Fumpfest. Ooh, that one was booming. I like that. Hello. Fumpfest Fump is back. And this time, we're teaming up with Con on the Cob. Con on the Cob! Con on the Cob is taking place October 5th through 8th in Richfield, Ohio, and Fumpfest will be a part of it. This year's performers include Bonnie Gordon, Jeff Whitmire, Ross Childs, Insane Ian. There's plenty of room in the dungeon, Castlevania. Steve Goody, The Great Luke Ski, Toby Danger, and Worm Quartet. This is a song, it's a song I wrote so I could sing it with TV's Kyle, but TV's Kyle isn't at Fumpfest, so I can't perform this song. And our 2023 guest of honor, Ogden Edsel. Dead puppies aren't much fun. Fumpfest is a full weekend of comedy music and related weirdness, including the Logan Whitehurst Memorial Awards for Excellence in Comedy Music dumb parody ideas, live podcast recordings, and more. Plus, all of the games, art, freaks, and fun that come with Con on the Cob. Fumpfest, now with Blackjack and Hookers. Yeah, that's right, baby! For information and to register, visit Fumpfest.com. That's F-U-M-P-F-E-S-T dot com. Time for funny music news. Something, something, something. That's what I was doing last night. I was up till about 1.30 playing blackjack and hookers. <laughs> of course you are. Uh, all right. In the news, the only news I have is Fumpfest news. Uh, the t-shirt should be available very, very soon. I'm just waiting on a quote from the printer because this is a, f- it was a, a six color design. I managed to get it down to five. Um, if, if I can afford that, I'll do that. Otherwise I may have to cut it down to four, but I really like the, the full color design. So that'll hopefully be up tomorrow, maybe, maybe Friday. Um, however, the, in the other Fumfest news is none of our usual volunteers who run table 27 can make it this year. None of them. So Janice, (laughs) uh, Janice is going, yeah, she's going. She doesn't normally work the table, though. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, carry but on. Yeah, but she might be able to. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, so we're looking for some volunteers. We do have, we can pull some from Con on the Cob. Um, Andy has said there should be a couple people available to help run the table. But I would like some some additional help from our group of people. So if you're going to be there and can help us out, please get in touch with me and we'll get you set up. Um the table 27 is in the back of the performance room. So you're not going to miss any concerts or anything. Um, and that's about it. So please email me if you think you can help out. Um, register now at fumpfest.com. Uh, pick up the Fumpfest 2021 two CD compilation album. We'll have, I'll have more of those at the event as well. And that's it. All right. Uh, tour dates on Sundays online, Steve Goody hosting at the Bluebird. You're still doing that, right? Still doing that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Even when I'm in Scotland, I'm doing it. <laughs> I kept announcing it while you were in Scotland. So <laughs> that's great. Uh, Sunday, also Sundays online, two sleeps Mondays online, Steve Goody and Brad Tassel at virtual comedy show.com. You still doing that too? Still doing that. And when we were in Scotland, we do it at three in the morning. So it'd be at 9 PM central, which oh was insane. God. When did you sleep? There was no sleeping. Oh, okay. No sleeping. <laughs> Scotland. Dun, dun. Yeah, do that. It'll be your next month's Fump song. Um, all right. On the 22nd on Twitch is Mikey Mason. The 24th in Jefferson, Louisiana, and online, the Consortium of Genius. The 29th in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Nuclear Bubble Wrap. The 30th in Redding, California, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. And the 30th in Muncie, Indiana, Mikey Mason. Birthdays coming up on the 25th. Danita Smith. Happy birthday, Danita. All right. (laughs) What? 
It's funny that we only have there's one birthday the whole month. Oh, yeah. no, just in the next week. In the next week, oh, that's what. There's one birthday this week. Yeah. Right. There might there might be more, but that's the only one I have on the spreadsheet. So, all right, rats, give us a quick intro to this song. We'll give it a listen. Okay, so you know we all love our superheroes, right? Batman, Superman, Spider Man, Iron Man, Aquaman. Uh, friggin' soap dish man, shoehorn man. I made those up, but anyway. So, what's the one thing that all superheroes have in common? What would you say? Superpowers? No, they all do things. They'll they do stuff. do things. They're saving humanity. They're saving people from evil bad guys and stuff like that. Whereas in car- in contrast, the carcass man doesn't do jack. But you take any carcass, any carcass, and the carcass man can do everything that carcass can do and more. So the carcass man is a hero, not for what he does, but for what he doesn't do. All right. So that's really all there is to be said about the carcass man. Stupid as that was. Here is, <laughs> here is Carcass Man by the Belle Isle Rats. Carcass Man, this needs to be the new Marvel movie. <laughs> For whoever wants to take a massive loss, that's a great idea. <laughs> hey, I'm getting into filmmaking. Maybe I can make the Carcass Man movie. Hey, you're you're just the guy to do it. You've got the budget for it. I yes. Think. He knows how to lose money just like anybody else. And leave the food at home. We can there we can go. spend dozens of dollars uh filming this movie and uh, we'll go from there. So, yeah, that was a great example of a Bell Isle Rats tune. Just silly lyrics, good production, and then that completely gratuitous musical interlude there that served no purpose whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep you awake when you're playing the drums, you see. that's I, I'm pretty sure that's what's happening. <laughs> that that musical interlude, that was the last one of those things we did that wasn't assembled post post recording we actually learned we actually learned that we spent several hours actually learning that after after that time we thought you know why bottle let's just piece it together play me the notes and we'll program it in <laughs> but i think yeah. that that's probably the shortest song we've ever done it's not even two minutes and certainly one of the stupidest but yeah that that that, that was definitely a little frank zappa-esque influence there in that part which i know we've discussed before on the yeah. show but um so what was what was the idea like? Where, where did you get the idea for Carcass Man? Okay, there's actually a little bit of history between Tom and I going back to 1977, which tells us how old we are. Of course, I like to say we're Weird Al's age. That way, we don't sound as old as we really are. So anyway, <laughs> I was this was ninth, summer of 1977. Tom and I are both 16, and I just got my driver's license. My dad let me borrow his 
Jeep Grand Cherokee because I lived in Detroit. So, of course, my dad worked in the automotive industry. He worked for American Motors, uh, you know, father of the Pacer and the Gremlin. But they had the Jeeps, which were which were great, which is why Chrysler bought them later because of Jeep. Anyway, so he actually let me take the Jeep. And Tom and I took this trip up to northern Michigan. You know, Michigan's one of those states where you actually you get a bonus state. No other state has a bonus state like that. <laughs> you get two states in one. And it's, it has its own culture up there. Anyway, we drove up there. And this is, again, this is 16-year-old stupidity. We actually kept a log of roadkill. Do you remember that, Tom? <laughs> Vaguely, no. But, yeah, that oh, sounds entirely consistent with what we would have been doing. Sure. Yes, our level of maturity at the time. And not, not far much more mature now. But, no, we had a log. And it was like de- raccoon, 11.53 a.m. And then a little, little, little later on, um, dead dog, 1.46 p.m. I don't remember if we actually noted the location or not. But uh, we we kept this journal all the way up, to, all the way up to the uh, Upper Peninsula, and I don't know, maybe that's what, maybe that in some subconscious way, I was I was thinking about that. But uh, it it was a it was a really fun trip, and really, I, I, that's really all I remember about it is just is logging the logging the roadkill. <laughs> remember anything else, Tom, from that pasties? Oh, yeah. <laughs> If you guys don't know what does anybody know what pasties are? You guys know what pasties are? No. I have some idea. It's not okay. what Tom thinks they are. I'm thinking of pasties, but yeah, but no, not exactly pasties. <laughs> pasties. Pasties are something that only people from northern Michigan know. They're they're basically meat pies. It's like it's about the size of an artillery shell, and it's got like hamburger <laughs> and meat and potatoes in there, and they're they're delicious, and they're just wrapped inside this this um like baked bun kind of thing. And they're, they're, they have them all over the UP. That's short for Upper Peninsula, for those in the know. That, and, uh, that sounds go, wonderful. Oh, they're awesome. But they're pasties. And then everybody up there has a, has they call it a sauna. We call them saunas. Mm-hmm. But it's because there's a lot, there, there's a lot of Finnish immigrants. The Finns all settle up on the UP. And so they all have saunas, but they call them saunas. Can boys want to take a sauna? Sauna. Uh, just think of like a high-end hot pocket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They, yes, you took a hot pocket and smothered it in poutine. You'd maybe get an idea. No, there, there's actually some. I guess you could put gravy on them, but I'm used to just when I've had them, they're just basically a giant meat pile, it, like folded over. So it, yeah, I think it was. I want to look it up, but I think it had something to do with it was an easy thing to carry around to your where you were working. Maybe take them down in a mine, out in the field somewhere. They're very hardy and. Yeah, it was invented by the Earl of Pasty. Yes. <laughs> we just we just smothered them in ketchup. That was the thing we did. So so you guys are going to be tested on this later. Two things from the UP, saunas and pasty. So just remember those things. If gotcha. you ever go up to the UP, you'll you'll be you'll kind of be in the know. I know some Youpers. I'm familiar. Yeah. Oh, they, well, there was there's the band the Youpers, right? The Youpers, they're yeah, one. they're from they're from the yeah. Upper Peninsula. Yeah. It yeah. Yeah. And they really do talk like that up yeah. there. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Kind of like that Minnesota thing. Oh, you betcha. Yeah. Oh, oh, sure. Oh, yeah. And what was that song? It's second week of deer camp. Yeah, second week of deer camp. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We you know, we, were t- we were talking about hunting earlier. My, my dad, oh, every year my dad went hunting up in the UP. That's what, that's what you did. If you lived in Michigan, you went hu- hunting in the UP, and you had a place up north. Everybody had it, you know? And I always wanted to go. I wanted to go, but then by the time I got old enough to go, I just the last thing I wanted to do was shoot an animal. So I, I never, I never actually went up there. But because um, when you shoot an animal, you're not done. The fun is just beginning. Yeah, <laughs> you, just my, my wanted, dad, you just wanted to irritate them a little bit. <laughs> That's right. Make them late. <laughs> it's, it's the old uh, Mitch Hedberg bit about fishing when they throw them back. They don't want to eat them. They just want to make them late for something. <laughs> Hey, man, why are you late to the meeting? There's a lot of traffic. Oh, yeah, let me see the inside of your lip. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. That guy was a genius. And then yeah. there, my, my dad had, there was a hunting camp up there, this really rustic old log cabin with no no running water, no electricity. And Tom and I, remember that time we stayed up there the first night and we're having this bar. We, we couldn't get into the place. We, we did. We were locked out. We, we went up there, but nobody thought to get a, give us a key. We just thought someone would be open. So we're camping out there, couldn't get inside the place, and we're making this big fire. And then we look over, and here's this bear, like right behind the cabin. We're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yes, if I remember right, it, like we kind of unconsciously just turned it into a stupid movie scene. So I looked at you and said, 
you know, I think it's probably in our best interest that we would get up and perhaps get into a safer location. I can't remember the exact words, but you just be, you just went with it and you totally calm me. Yes, I agree with what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, showing kind of any kind of emotion or drama would not have been cool. So, yeah, it would have been like, you know, there's a bear. He, he could potentially kill us. We should probably uh, think about relocating at this time. <laughs> yes, I totally agree. And then we started banging on pans. And I think I was, when I got done, I didn't realize how furiously I was doing it. The pan, I was, was like a pot. It was concave. Does <laughs> <I got done laughs> that help get rid of a bear? Or does it just infuriate the bear? I'm sure well, the bear just thought, these guys aren't cool. I'm going to go somewhere else <laughs> to another camp. Do you know what kind of bear it was? It was a black bear. It was a black bear. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember he, he he didn't get much closer. He was behind the log cabin we were, we were locked out of on one side. And then I remember he kind of went on the other side, and we could see him go to the other side. And that's when you said... You know, he's probably more sick, more scared of us than we are of him. And that's when you got the idea to go out there and start banging pots and pans, and then and then he bailed. So, wow. but we came, we came that close to death. Yeah, we we yeah. have a lot of black bears around here. They're not; they generally don't care about people, and yeah. like you can scare them off. They're they're you know they're big pussy cats, not really, oh. but they're wow. Someone's <laughs> gonna take your advice and get killed. And yeah, I know. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I, I can easily can imagine attract all that. The, there's a video they... on my Instagram of um, from a couple of months ago when I, I went jogging and as I was walking back to my car, there was a bear walking the other way right towards me. So I, I pulled out my camera and started filming and I just kind of gave him a wide berth. I, ma yeah, I made sure that he, he knew I was there so I didn't scare him because the last thing you want to do is startle a bear. And, and I just gave him a wide berth and let him walk on by and he walked up the hill towards the middle school and then into the woods in the back. I'm imagining one of those thousand ways to die shows. You ever see that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, then I can just hear the voiceover. Yeah, he said he's probably more scared of us than we are of him, but he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the brown bears and the grizzly bears you gotta watch. Yeah, really I think watch. I want that and on and even um the uh uh polar bears are really nasty apparently. Oh yeah. Yeah, you you're not gonna intimidate them. Yeah. My mom and dad still love still live in northern Michigan, and every day they see deer and turkey. But a bear that elicits a phone call to me, so that's how they are. Yeah, so. Are they miniature turkeys by any chance? Oh, they're standard sized turkeys. They're a little they're a little darker and dumber than you think of when you think of a turkey. But yeah, they're wild turkey. They're out there every day. Okay, deer. That was a beautiful way to get in the magic phrase today. It was Thanks. yes. It Didn't took me, I, I missed it initially, so I, it took a little bit of a delay there, but uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, my, uh, my, my in-laws, I was over my in-laws' house one day, and uh, a bear came and ripped open their garbage can, pulled out the bag, ripped open the bag, and started, you know, poking around for the food that he wanted, used the lid of the garbage tran garbage can as a food tray he literally put the put the food he wanted on the tray and then dragged it into the woods and started eating off of it like it was a plate and we were like okay wow. <laughs> resourceful bugger yeah Mad to that bear. oh man yeah, they know what they're doing all right uh anything you'd, you'd like to plug oh yes our standard nothing no just uh <laughs> Just just uh, BelleIsleRats.com. All our tunes are up there. Um, we got some videos. We actually did a, a making of video of the last project, which uh, I think seven people have watched so far. So that's pretty good for us. So, um, but really, no, we're just. I'm actually working on new songs right now that we're going to record. Hopefully next year, our next batch of songs. I've kind of started conceptualizing those and working on those and dipping into that subconscious river of stupidity to see what comes up on any given day and kind of go from there. But other than that. Not really. Tom, do you have anything to promote? No, I'm just still stuck on the bear. I'm thinking, is there a bear <laughs> version of Miss Manners that tells them which is the proper garbage can lid to use? <laughs> there, there might be. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All yes. right. Let's do some feedback. Making the internet absolutely ridiculous. Dementia Radio. www.dementiaradio.org. Port 8027. Please hang up and try again. 
This is the part where there's feedback. 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 You know that segment of the show we do about now? Feedback. Feedback. <laughs> feedback. Feedback. Alvarant. 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 Alvarant wrote. Devo, that game you were developing doesn't use Unity, does it? No, it does not. Uh, I was using Game Salad, and I'm still—I I am going to finish that game like after Fumpfest. I'll get back to it. Um, but uh, I haven't—I heard something happened with the Unity license agreement that people are pissed off about, but I don't know what because I—I don't—I fo- wasn't following it, and like all of a sudden now Unity's. CEO is like apologizing up and down and, and they're trying to backpedal or something. I don't know. Uh, but no, it does. I've played with unity. I don't know it very well. Um, I was thinking about using it, but if they're going to be putting restrictive licensing on it, maybe I won't, but, uh, I do like game salad, but it's tough. Um, and Alvarant also wrote, I got to be part of a video tribute to a retiring pirate band, Musical Blades. I'm at about the two-minute mark, and then he posts a link to the YouTube video. Yes, yesterday was Talk Like a Pirate Day, um, so I will have to check this out. I'm not familiar with Musical Blades. But uh, I have been listening to a lot of Ailstorm recently. I love those guys. All right, that's all the feedback we got. So let's do some teasing. Teasing. He's a teasing kind of guy. Now you have a job. Teasing. Tomorrow's song is by Ookla the Mock. Yay. And Tuesday's song is by a new artist. So you're going to have to wait and see. And uh, I need a topic for this week's Spotify playlist. Any suggestions, guys? Something I can make turkeys like. Turkeys of any size? Turkeys. Turkeys. Really um, large turkeys? Let's see, have to see how many songs there are with turkeys. I know Dave Hoopers really have a song about lives. turkeys, but they're they're not on on Spotify. Diminutive turkeys, perhaps. <laughs> I don't think there's enough songs about turkeys. Hmm. Black bears. Black bears. 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 Maybe we can just do various animals. Let's just do animals. Yeah, make it good and broad. Okay, I will do animals. All right. So, Steve, plug yourself one more time. SteveGoody.com and FunFest in two weeks. That's uh, October 5th through 8th in Richfield, Ohio. Don't remind me. <laughs> I thought if somebody needed to be reminded, <laughs> it would be you. Yeah. All right, Rats, plug yourself one more time. BellisleRats.com, and you can find all of our catalog on all the major streaming services, Apple Music, Spotify, etc., etc. So well, when you've got absolutely nothing better to do with your life, check us out. All right. Let's get out of here. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. I'm Devo Spice. Luke Ski is off doing improv, and there's other people. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. You can listen live every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific, at DementiaRadio.org, and join us in the chat. Or subscribe to the podcast feed. Look us up on iTunes, and be sure to leave us a review. Feedback for the show can be sent to info at thefump.com. The Funny Music Podcast is a production of Fidem Interactive, LLC, released under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Shout it to random people on the street. And be sure to visit thefump.com for the latest funny songs. Tune in next week where you'll hear Luke Ski say... Yes, and... No! (laughs) 